tomorrow. Tomorrow morning, 6.30. Tomorrow afternoon, 4.20, boys. We need everybody to come back in the afternoons, please. We mentioned this morning the halacha, uh, a halacha regarding the, the candles uh, that uh, if you're going to a party uh, on Hanukkah and uh, you're first going to be at the party and only later are you going to be home at night, that there is no uh, reason to light at the party. Whoever is the host of the party should light the menorah because it's their home. But for yourself, you're obligated to light it at home. The party is a very nice thing to do, but it has nothing to do with the lighting of the menorah. So that we discussed this morning. Uh, another situation that comes up regarding uh, what to do is uh, what to do if you are traveling. What do you do if you're traveling, particularly if you're traveling on an airplane? Right? Generally, when you travel at night uh, in a car, you generally at some point you're going to get to a hotel. When you get to a hotel, right, whenever you get there, you're going to light the menorah in the hotel. Uh, and uh, whether you light in the window or not, okay, so that's a question. Uh, but uh, at some point you're going, to light, you're going to get to a hotel to stay in usually. You don't sleep in the car. But in the airplane, you're going to sleep in the car. You're going to, I'm sorry, you're going to sleep in the, in the airplane. Um, now, it really could be, it makes a difference whether you're in first class or not. Uh, if you're in the uh, first class, so you sleep, you got your own little section over there. You got a bed, flat out bed. I, I don't really know about it, but I see it when I walk past it. Uh, I think that's how they work, you know, that they go flat. That's what I heard. Uh, so uh, that could be, a, I'm not sure, maybe that is called a, a house uh, for the night. Uh, but if you're in the, uh, the general section, uh, right, so what do you do? Uh, what do you do? Uh, that's your seat for the next 15, 16 hours if you're on El Al. Uh, what do you do uh, regarding lighting the menorah? So it's interesting. Uh, why don't you light the menorah? Just light a candle. Right? What's the problem? I, no, you can't light a candle. Okay, I'll tell you something funny. You know, you can't light a candle. All of us in this room, not all of us, most of us, most of us in this room, uh, we remember that there was a time, I know it sounds heresy, you smoke on a plane. I used to die, okay? I remember, I remember, I tried to get a seat. I, I, I can't take smoking. I, I, it was, when I was younger, it was even worse. I used to mum like I was going to die, right? But I remember, right? Now, somehow they thought if you bought a seat, it was the smoking section and the non-smoking section. That's how it worked, right? So uh, remember, somehow if you bought a seat in the non-smoking section, I'm not sure how they thought that it was, the smoke was not going to go there. Yeah, I, mean, was, I don't know, but I, I remember I used to have plots, the whole flight. Right? So you used to be able to light, light fire on the plane. All of a sudden, they decided no more smoking. Now you can't light a fire because the plane's going to blow up. Right? I laugh right over here in Tarzana Hospital. Okay, <coughs> Ten years ago in Tarzana Hospital, if you're there for Shabbos, you cannot light candles as oxygen tanks. Can't light candles in the hospital. Of course not. Okay. Uh, in cedars in the city, can't light fires. God forbid, because the hospital can blow up. Okay, I kid you not. Um, Providence took over. Providence is a um, uh, Christian hospital chain. They took over the hospital. So I was uh, involved in the hospital. So I'm there at the hospital, and the, the, I'm meeting with the pastor, and he says, "Yes, I give out candles, right? I give out legit candles, candles with fire." So I asked him about the oxygen. No, 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 you can light fire in the hospital. Okay, got in the sense of humor. What happens? Cedars, <laughs> Cedars brought out Providence. Cedars brought out Providence. And they merged, whatever happened, I don't know anything. Right now, you can't light. You can't light because, you know, it seems to be that only Jewish hospitals blow up from fire. That's, I, I don't know. That's what it seems to me. I don't know. It seems to me that that's the way it is. Right, so now you can't light fire on a hospital. Okay, so you can't light fire in the plane. Now, all of a sudden, the plane is very dangerous to light a fire in the plane, to light the candle. 
So I don't recommend you do it, but uh, okay, so what do you do? So the thing is like this. I'm not saying you're obligated to light because I'm not sure that that's really a house. That's a domicile. You're just sitting there. Okay, but let's say, so what could you do? What's the best that you could do? So to take a regular flashlight, right? So this is where advances in technology has worked against us. Everybody holds that there's no, in order to consider something a fire, the only mitzvah that you have is to light a fire. But that's the mitzvah, that's how the rabbi set up the mitzvah. It's not a mitzvah of light, right? It's not a mitzvah of light, it's a mitzvah of fire. Meaning is this for, so yes, I'm going to crazy. So let's say, you could re, let's say you could capture the sun and release it, right? And release the sun in your menorah. Do you fulfill the mitzvah? No, forget about the possibility. No, because that's not the mitzvah. The mitzvah is to light a fire. So you need fire, right? That's how they set it up. It's not like Shabbos candles. You can discuss Shabbos candles uh, also as a question. But Shabbos candles, the, mi- the concept behind the Shabbos candles is more connected with having light to eat the meal. Hanukkah candles has nothing to do. Hanukkah candles is to have a fire burning similar to what they had in the Beit HaMikdash. So therefore, the light bulbs of today are not going to help us because the light bulbs of today, right, are all LED bulbs, right? So therefore, it's not, it's not, it doesn't work. It's not fire. The only type of bulb you could try to get is if you can find an old incandescent bulb, right, I don't think it's illegal to own them. I think it's only illegal to make them now, but I don't think it's illegal to own them. Right, right. So if you could take one of these, right, if you have, find a flashlight that is an old incandescent flashlight if that still exists uh, in your closet somewhere, right, so that Ramesha Feinstein holds that incandescent bulbs has a halachic status of fire. Ramesha holds that metal. If you could find a nightlight that has a, a, a fill, you need. Yeah, it could be, for 99 cents it could be because they still have them for 20 years ago, maybe that's why. Uh, but you have to find something that still has that filament, that, that piece of metal, because the piece of metal is what gets, the piece of metal is what gets hot. You see, I'm such a good speaker. Puts it with the bed. So it gets, it gets the, uh, the, gets red hot. Ramesh held that that was fire. So therefore, it says, that's what I would recommend uh, if you could find it. Um, uh, I still have from the Technion, I just uh, Mitai is uh, just reminding me. I have in my closet from the uh, tech, the, the not technician. I'm sorry, from the from the um, from the um, uh, what's it called of halacha, the Institute of Science and Halacha. Yeah, the Institute of Science and Halacha. I have Shabbos candles from them. So these Shabbos candles are basically their bulb op- battery operated incandescent bulbs. So those uh, those you could do. And like we learned in our Gemara class uh, last week, like we learned in the Gemara class, let's say a person's traveling, he only has one bulb. That's good enough. You just need one bulb, right? Uh, happens to step in. If it's the first night, you have no problem because uh, you only need one bulb. Um, but let's say a person, but I, I would say is that you should not make a bracha on it. And not necessarily because the, 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 the light doesn't work. The light could be, is going to work in halacha. The problem is I don't think that you're obligated to light bichlal. Because I don't know if an airplane is not called to you. It's not a hotel. It's not your place. It's not 250 people sleeping in one room. You're not sleeping. You're sitting in this chair traveling. It's not, it's not called sleeping. So that's an excellent question. That's an excellent question. It's a problem. The Mishra Brewer seems to have different, exactly what to do. So um, as long as people are awake, 
everybody agrees that you would light the menorah with a bracha. So uh, I, I once had, so Mr. Brewer says that if you come home late at night, you should, if you have someone you could wake up, that would be ideal. So it really depends on your relationship with the person that you, <laughs> it depends on your relationship. No, so that's a great question. So the, uh, Hanukkah is not like um, um, Sviyas HaOmer. Sviyas HaOmer, you have the night plus the day. Without a bracha, true, but, but no. But uh, the Hanukkah, you have till dawn. If dawn comes and you didn't light, you're out of luck. If you've got until then. You have until dawn. So I once was on a plane and I came home at three in the morning. Yeah. So I lit. I lit the menorah. I let the menorah. Ideally, at three in the morning is problematic because you can't really say anybody's awake. Maybe in America, it's very hard to say. So Mr. Brewer wants to say yes, bracha, no bracha. It could be it's questionable. I, I wouldn't make a bracha if I lit at three or four in the morning. I don't think so. I, I probably I would wake up my daughter who's sitting in the back because, you know, she'll fall back asleep, so it's okay. Right? Uh, but uh, you should wake somebody up. Then Mr. Brewer holds, if anybody sees it, that would be enough to make a bracha. But certainly you should light. In the plane, I would tell you to light, but I think that I would not make a bracha. And then the next night, you would make all three brachot. It's going to come out uh, the second night. You're going to light all three brachot because your shechianu, right, um, is going on the first time you're lighting. Uh, one thing I don't know the answer to, maybe Rabbi Lurch knows. I, I don't know, Tucker. Do you make a shechianu the first night because the holiday came in? And I never had this question before, so I don't know myself. It, 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 normally, you make a bracha when you light the menorah the first time. So that's welcoming the holiday and welcoming the mitzvah. Over here, you're going to bifurcate. You're welcoming the holiday on the first night, but you're, not do, you're doing the mitzvah first time of the menorah on the second night. I don't know, I, I don't know what that oh, luck is. I have to look at it. I'm not sure what that luck is because I, I never had, I never had such a case. I never had. No, you surely say Shekhinah the second night because that's the first time that you're doing the menorah mitzvah. That's the first time you're going to do the mitzvah. But... If you make the bracha the first night, do you make the first bracha on the first night because the holiday's coming in? The holiday is coming in whether you do with the mitzvah or not. I don't know. Okay, I don't know. I'm sorry. I don't know. I don't know the halacha. I would say that the, the, the holiday itself is not a mitzvah because there's no kedusha sayom to the holiday. Ah, right. Unlike a Right, right. Right. And so, therefore, the, the, the mitzvah is the light. Right, right. So, Rabbi saying, Rabbi Lorch is saying that normally... On a holiday, there, there's Kiddush, right? So the Kiddush is more than, more than just because you drink your wine. So what you're saying is, is that you, there's a Kiddusha in the Yom itself, right? There's a Kiddusha in the Yom itself. There's no, it's not that the day itself has Kiddusha. It's that the, I'm sorry, normally on a holiday, you have the Kiddusha of the day and you have mitzvot that you're doing. So you have, you have two different aspects of it. Whereas by Hanukkah, um, and uh, by Purim as well. By Hanukkah and Purim, there's no Kiddush to the day itself. There's no sanctification of the day itself. There's no Kiddush, right? But rather, the whole, the whole essence of the holiday is, um, is um, practiced, is brought about through the mitzvah. And on the mitzvah, that's where the Shechianu is. So, so Rabbi Lord is saying you would not make a Shechianu. Right, you would not make a shechianu um, on the day, and you would only make the shechianu. You're going to make your shechianu in all three brachot 
uh, on the second night when you're surely going to be lighting with a, uh, a full mitzvah. Uh, so that would be the best way to handle the situation. you how the patient is doing, right? So that's understood. Says so, so the Chavetz Chaim suggests, right? The same idea, the challenge that we face when people come to us and they want, to, they want us to ask us a question. Uh, was he always like this? <laughs> right? And they want us to answer. Uh, the only reason why they're asking you is, that, or the easiest way to deal with that issue is, if they know you're just not the type of guy that speak Lashon Hara. There was one, the Chavetz Chaim Adetich Foundation had a campaign, don't even think of telling me Lashon Hara. Don't even think of asking me Lashon Hara to speak Lashon Hara. If they, you have that aura about you, so you're not going to ask the person. No one came over to the Chavetz Chaim in his later years. Right, earlier years, maybe. But in his later years, when he's already famous, you know, he's just not the right dude. He doesn't talk like that. Right? He's, not the, he's not the right person that you want to ask that. So that, that's, what you're, that's really the goal, to create within yourself. Much easier if you give over that aura, don't even think of asking me to speak Lashonara or tell me Lashonara. That would be the best. But let's say you're not there yet, right? So you have, you have a problem because now, you know, they ask you the question and you're on the hot seat, right? And either you're going to look like a, fanatic, a religious fanatic who doesn't speak, you know, you're one of those, right? Or uh, are you going to be normal and, you know, spill the beans, Right, it says the Chavetz Chaim, and this it says better to be a better to be a fool in the eyes of man than a, a for 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 eternity than to be wicked in the eyes of God even for a second. And the truth is, it's really just the opposite. You're going to only be a fool for a second. After that, they moved on because they're going to find somebody else. Right? Is you just have to have that strength for that moment. Right to persevere, hang on tight. Right, you know, for the roller coaster, uh, it'll land quickly, uh, and then it'll move on. And really, is if you're able to do that, that's what the, it says in the. Uh, that's what the Gaona Vilna gave a description. Kolrega verrega. I think it's from the Sayer, but he says the expression Kolrega verrega shadam chayzepiv. That every second that a person is able to muster the strength to close his mouth, merits the the hidden light that no angel or creation is able to fa- to 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 fathom. Right, this is because that's the moment of test. You're able to muster it. He says, says the Chavetz Chaim will open before you the greatest of light. Bezrat Hashem, we should never be tested. But if we are, we should all hold strong.